say hi. Hi. I'm Amber Rodriguez, and you're watching the Recount Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. As always, we have one other person on the roster because we have a roster of six people and four other people just do not show up. But enough about the sadness. Let's get into the happiness. Let's give it up for my longest friend. You guys have known him. He is a veteran, just like I am, just like our guest is. We'll bring that up in a second. Also, you know, he is from Lincoln, Nebraska. He is the man, the myth, the great legend who eats prime rib on a daily basis because they bought too much for his wedding. Give it up for Lou the Franchise. Oh, yeah. Prime rib catchphrase. Oh, I know you did not just that's what we do. That's what we do now. This is what we do. We just taking each other's catchphrases. Just so mad about that one chip challenge phrase, man. That's all it is. Whatever it is. Anyway. <laughs> so this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, which means one thing. We have a special guest for you. That special guest comes from OVW. She's been a part of World Extreme, Primal Conflict, Pro Wrestling Syndicate, She's been on MCW as well. And I actually have terrible handwriting and I can't read the last one I wrote. That's terrible. I'm horrible. Anyway, she is the renegade queen, Amber Rodriguez. Now you forgot current Elevate Pro Women's Champion, current SOAR Women's Champion, current BR We Women's Champion. I know. I do so much research. Amber Rodriguez. Diamond Cup too, right? Huh? Are you in the Diamond Cup as well? No, but I'm oh, going to get there one day and show them why they made a mistake in not putting me in the first place, like I do with every awesome. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we got to connect, too. We can try to help. I mean, oh, we, yeah. We, yeah. We got, to, we got that in. We know that in. So, anyway, as I mentioned, I'm being an Air Force veteran. Anthony is a National Guard Army veteran. You yourself, ma'am. Current Coast Guard, active duty. How is that? Wow. <laughs> how is that, like, transition-wise? Like, how does it go from being, like, military to wrestling and then back to, like, back into, like, gear? Like, how's that working out? Yeah, it was weird. So I had left wrestling um, when my military contract started, actually, and then ended up finding my way back. But uh, to answer your question, the Coast Guard's – Cool. Um, <laughs> pay the bills. Mm -hmm. I'm being nice. <laughs> mm, yeah, I know exactly how that works out. I remember. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, it's it's a very rewarding job. It's just not my first love. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's great, it. but it's it's not like, it just, it doesn't do it for me like my other career paths do. No, because, you know, ultimately when, and, and, we could talk stories about it like ultimately like when you're in the military like you understand like you could do 20 years you could do a career you know you can make a career at that job but if you're not passionate about it you're gonna be well like I did six years active duty like okay. I was stationed I was stationed at Hickam over in uh Honolulu Hawaii I was excited I met my wife there I had my kid there you know what I mean I got out moved to Massachusetts right 
And I went to Georgia and to Maryland. And once I found someone who was like willing to train me, I was like, I'm in love. Like, I love this thing. And yeah, yeah I wake up after taking bumps and, you know, messing up and breaking my finger, but it is what it is. Like I enjoy doing what I do. And I, I thoroughly, like, I couldn't think of like anything else and it gives me the rush. So I definitely understand like where you're coming from with like, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing, like, I'll never like bash my job or anything like that. But like I said, it's just, it was plan B, you know what I mean? So, um, I do plan on getting out and getting to a place where I can pursue wrestling full time. So I'm definitely looking forward to that day, but I will always be appreciative of the opportunities that the Coast Guard gave me and still gives me, so. Yeah. So anyway, my next question is going to be first, <laughs> who, <laughs> who is Amber Rodriguez? <laughs> Amber Rodriguez, she's the renegade queen. She's the evil queen. She's the new queen of the South. And I say that because, you know, I started up North. You know, I got my start at NCW, but after I had went on my hiatus, you know, I ended up being stationed here in the South. And once I started back up wrestling again, you know, my career took off. Like 2020 has been horrible, but it's been a good year for my career, if I could be honest. Like I've been working all the top seven promotions. So that's where that new queen of the South moniker comes from. Um, And yeah, the evil queen that goes back to my, mcw days you know a lot of girls were starting to kind of throw that term queen around and i felt like well i'm gonna be the evil queen i'm the one that's gonna get it by any means necessary and not give a damn who i have to step on no that's that's like awesome yeah i love it so what's been like the hardest part about being a wrestler Ooh, um just being a female in this business you know it's tough um things have gotten better at least for me I can't speak for anybody else but for me things have gotten better um I do love these locker rooms that I've been honored to be a part of you know like Elevate Pro is you know one of the best wrestling promotions in the country one of the best wrestling schools in the country um just the professionalism that they show there you know um Benjamin Woods no nonsense attitude Britney's no nonsense attitude and I mean I'm always gonna show love to my female promoters because it's hard you know being in such a male-dominated sport and proving yourself you know week in and week out that you belong here you know you're just as tough as them if not tougher so yeah to answer your question just constantly feeling like you have something to prove you know what I mean and just dealing with the sexism that's still around, even in this day and age, it's unfortunately still around, Um, you know, but this time around in my career, I've learned to use that more as motivation, you know what I mean, to overcome that and just hopefully inspire somebody else that wants to get started and inspire them, like, hey, like, you know, yeah, this part of the business sucks, but you can get past that. Does that make sense? No, it makes 100% sense. And I think what's funny for me is that like, like, so last year, and if you listen to like even episodes of like our, our daily, sh- our weekly show, like I've repeatedly said it that like, someone like WWE, right? They have like this amazing women's division, especially when like Becky and Charlotte were like in the division, right? I was like, 
the women's division was literally carrying WWE. It was like they have all the best matches. They were having all the best, like, whether it was like the first Hell in a Cell match or it was like the Royal Rumble or whatever the case was, even the triple threat match at WrestleMania, which may or may not have had some hiccups. It was what it was. But it was like, if you give the women time, they can show you how amazing matches they can have. And yeah. so even for this podcast, like I've, and if you go back and look at past episodes, who we've had, um, we've had a ton, I think we've had like maybe 20% were female. Like, and I've literally, I've gone out and literally booked every single interview because I was like, yo, like I'm going to concentrate here. And we've had a couple tag teams, a couple factions, but mainly if you look, it's like, there's a lot of male wrestlers, obviously, because it's male dominated, but there's a lot of female wrestlers as well. And I was like, this has to be something showcased because, yo, females are carrying the torch. Like, I would be honest, yeah. like, all my favorite personalities right now are on the female side, all my favorite. Some of my favorite matches are all coming from the female side. I was like, yo, and women are dominating the sport, and I'm definitely hyped seeing it. And we have been for a while. It's just people, you know, didn't really start to take notice until, you know, I'd say about... 2016 you know the end of 15 2016 you know that's when people like finally started to you know really give us a spotlight yeah and let's be real y'all have taken that spotlight and just ran with it like yeah i'm i'm hyped i'm gonna i'm gonna lie, lie but i'm super hyped but here's <laughs> my next question for you every every wrestler has one and i want to know yours what has been your favorite fan interaction <laughs> Do I have one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, no, I do. Uh, I'm not going to be ignorant. (laughs) I'm not going to do it today. Um, Yeah, no, I love meeting young girls of color. I love meeting young brown girls that want to be a wrestler one day. I love it because I see so much of myself, and I'm so happy that I can do that for another girl. You know what I mean? Because I remember being that girl. So I um, actually recently, my coworker's daughter, she's 14, 15. Um, she was like so excited when she heard that I wrestled and like she went and like looked me up and everything. And now she's like asking me all these questions about getting started. And it's so crazy because I started at 15. You know what I mean? And it's just it's a great feeling, you know, you know, especially little girls, they got pictures, they're buying a sign, and, you know, it's like, man, like, I, I just love being able to be a good, I hate the term role model, but (laughs) I love being able to be some sort of inspiration to them, that makes sense. I was like, you can use the word trailblazer, I hear that thrown around a lot, wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) She's a trailblazer. <laughs> so and typically too like I'll have my daughter on these interviews because I definitely I want like you know I, okay let's be real like she has her mom right and she's a very positive person she's a very positive role model in her life but then to meet other female wrestlers because you know obviously in my section there's you know I train with a bunch of dudes and there's maybe like one or two females and so my daughter gets to interact with them and so to be able to come on here and talk to all the females and like understand where they got their character from and stuff. And then you can see like it, it lights her world up. And I'm like, yo, this is like, this is what I want to do. And so definitely to hear that you love like reaching out and talking to, you know, the next generation as well. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. So definitely uh, yeah. much, much love and appreciation to that. Yeah. So my last question for you before I turn this over to Lou, simple. What advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Don't feel like you have to compromise who you are and sell your soul 
to this industry. Um, when I say that, I mean, in the regards of like, there's a lot of toxic trainers and toxic schools out here and not even that, but there's just a lot of toxic people that are still in locker rooms that just give really, really bad advice, <laughs> you know, like, you know, just like being seen and not heard and, you know, shut up and listen. And, you know, like we were talking about before we came on air, like, oh, what happens in this locker room stays in this locker room. Like, no, like not if you see something that deserves to be spoken up about, like someone getting hurt or assaulted or, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, just don't compromise your integrity. Don't feel like you have to lose who you are unless you're just a terrible person that maybe you should lose that, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't feel like you have to, you know, just sell your soul, like just continue to be who you are. And then when you do make it, it'll feel even sweeter because, you know, you never lost yourself in this. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I, <laughs> the one thing that Anthony, I tell Anthony all the time, Anthony will be like, Cliff, I'm gonna tell you something. Don't say anything to anybody. I'm like, bro, I'm not Vegas. Whatever happens here, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> but that's that's the questions for me before we get into our next segment. So I'm going to hand this over to Lou and let him ask you a few questions for himself. He's not lying. He's not lying. <laughs> when I had when we had my baby, my mom. He told my mom. Not playing. Hi, Amber. How are you? I'm sorry, I can't hear. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Interesting. Hi. Right. How are you? Good. <laughs> My first question is, can I have your autograph? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, my real first question. Do you have any regrets within the professional industry? Mm, that's an interesting one. I don't think I've ever been asked that. Um, I turned down a couple of deals to go overseas that I literally have nightmares about. <laughs> um, I wish I could have taken those, but unfortunately I couldn't at the time because I was underage and I needed a parent's consent. Um, so that sucks. Uh, what else do I regret? I regret being so naive at times. Um, again, so I started at 15. So, you know, a young, impressionable teenage girl, <laughs> you're going to run into a lot of people who take advantage of that, you know? So I just wish I had smartened up a lot faster. Um, I would say that's it. You know, a lot of people would think I regret my hiatus, but I mean, and at first, I'm not going to lie, at first, I, I used to, but then I look at where I'm at now and the things that I've accomplished, and I still have a lot ahead of me, but even what I've done so far, um, which opportunities I didn't even have the first time around I was wrestling, um, like all of the platforms I've got to debut at and, you know, just the people that I've gotten to meet that I didn't get a chance to before. So yeah, I used to have some regrets, but now I'm like, man, like I, I get it now, you know, like it wasn't my time then, you know, everything happens for a reason. It sounds so cliche, but I believe that, you know, I believe in God and I believe God allows us to go through things for a very good reason. So yeah. 
I like it. I like it. All right. My next question for you is, let's jump in a time machine. Let's speed the time up to five years from now. Where do you want to be in the professional wrestling industry? On television every week, making lots of money. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but that's the goal for everybody, right? Simple answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My last question for you. Um, what motivates you to continuously to improve in the wrestling ring? My kid. I want her to see me one day and know that I've been through hell and back, but I continue to push myself every day and I continue to work hard to make her proud, to make myself proud. But, you know, I want to show her that I did this, you know, from the age of 15 to 15 to 21, 2021. And, you know, I've been sexually assaulted. I've been sexually harassed. I've been treated like crap in locker rooms. I've been harassed on so many different occasions. I walked away, but I did not allow those people to take my dreams away from me. I came back from it, you know, and I want her to see that. And I think about those people every time I'm in the ring, like, it's just going to, I want my career to be a big middle finger to those people, you know, and at the same time, making my kid proud. I mean, you are on your way there. That's, that's all to be said. Like, <laughs> I, I give lots of props. Like I, I understand, I see like the journey that you've been on and I'm just like, damn, like this is, it is amazing to see. That's all I can say. Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. I got one more actually. Um, okay. What is your favorite food to eat after a performance? Mm, it's funny you ask that because I actually cannot bring myself to eat before I perform. I have to like force like a meal bar or a smoothie down my throat because like my nerves get that bad. So after a show, I'm starving. <laughs> Um, now that I'm a pescatarian, I have to behave. I can't have my prime rib like I used to. <laughs> So I tend to go to like salmon. I love salmon. Uh, sushi is a good one for me. Like sushi and a cold glass of plum wine like really does it for me. <laughs> okay. I like it. All right. All right. All right. That's it for me. All right. So there is, I said, I said, we're going to, you know, we're going to go into the best segment of this and then we're going to go. We have one more kind of thing that I just want to like, can I talk to you? Cause this is kind of the reason. You know, we were talking about this. So yeah. we're going to get to the best segment really quick. It is called the three count question, uh, three count podcast, 10 count questions. It goes like this. We're going to ask you a bunch of questions really quickly. It's the first thought that comes to your mind. Okay. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer. Bing! And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? The Lost Boys. Bruh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Trish or Lita? Oof. It's hard because I've actually been in the ring with Lita, but I'm going to say Trish. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I, saw, I saw that, actually. That you're in. Oh my God. <laughs> Favorite TV show? Uh, lately, Bar Rescue. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, okay. No joke. <laughs> All right, Rey Mysterio or Eddie Guerrero? Eddie Guerrero. Hey, let's go. 
Favorite food? Sushi. Hey, you got a favorite yeah. type of sushi. Actually, I want to know that. My favorite is the uh, Philly roll. I also like the Hawaiian roll. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely do, I could do a Superman or I could do a California. And then sometimes when, when I was back on the island, spicy ahi, that was like, that was my jam. That sounds good. I can't stay <laughs> here. Uh, I was going to ask, but you've already kind of answered this question. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Neither. Neither. <laughs> Veggie burgers? <laughs> Veggie burgers. Veggie burgers? Okay, we'll take, we'll take that. Uh, <laughs> favorite podcast? Oh, man, this is awkward. I <laughs> 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 uh, no, um, I have to give a shout out to my big brother, Brian Waters. Um, Brian Waters Productions podcast. He has Break It Down with Brian Waters and Wrestling for the Culture that I've been featured on too. Love it. So I highly recommend. He's also been on our show too. And this one. <laughs> oh no, don't 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 trip. We will take a close second to that because we've yeah, we've we've been with him. Like we've we've yeah. talked to him a few times. So he's definitely one of our favorites too. We definitely love having him on the show. Um yeah. nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Mm. Oh, that's hard. There's so many. <sighs> you got a list. You can list a bunch of names. That's okay. Okay, cool. So Trevor Eon, that's my guy. Uh, Brittany Nicole, because she's one of very, very few female promoters. And I just love hearing her share her story and, you know, helping out other women. Um, oof, who else? This is hard. I'm like on the spot right now. <laughs> Gia Scott um love hearing her story um I love listening to my best friend Nyla on interviews so I gotta see her too also Mr. Grimm let me end it with him Mr. Grimm okay cool yeah I've been trying to get Mr. Grimm on for a, a little bit hopefully like more people hear his name and he's gonna be like all right I'll come on finally <laughs> <laughs> all right and last but not least my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show favorite curse word I don't curse. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I say bitch a lot. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's my favorite. You know what's so funny is though, like we were we were, had another wrestler, I can't remember off the top of my head, it really bugs me, but they were talking about that word, like just saying the word bitch, like it just it has so many different meanings to it. Yeah. And it's not negative, like it's positive. Like, you know, you wanna tell you wanna <laughs> tell someone a secret, it's bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever I get on the phone with Nyla or Brittany, that's literally like that's how you can tell the tone and the context of the conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's the first impression. Right. Oh man, that's so funny. But that is it for our three count podcast. Ten count questions, and you passed. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone failed? <laughs> I mean, we'll talk stories after. <laughs> like oh now i'm curious so um really something else that i wanted to uh to see right is that because it's funny like you and i are friends like you know offline as well like friends now i guess acquaintances yeah anyway um but you did you had an interesting post and i i reached out and that's what really kind of like sparked this whole kind of conversation so yeah. i was very curious because you said um you had like this huge interesting story and i really wanted to hear it so by all means the floor is yours okay Oh, man. Um, <laughs> if you want to. If you want to. You don't have to. Yeah, no, of course. I just always get emotional talking about it. Um, 
so yeah i kind of said it a little bit or touched on it a little bit uh with louis louis right lou lou primer um yes oh my god that's your new name (laughs) (laughs) i touched on it a little bit with him but um yeah just having you know done this and you know got my footing and got like a really solid foundation in the business and um you know my career was uh starting to go to new levels I mean I had a a feud with Mickey James a woman that is part of the reason I wanted to be a wrestler you know so it's crazy you know I'm on tv watching this woman and next thing I know I'm sharing a ring with her and having what I thought (laughs) was my last match with her um you know and then sharing a ring with Lita of course it's crazy and then I my point is I'm doing all these things but on the inside I just I wasn't happy you know because I was taken advantage of um and you know it's it's like I said with him like you know having walked away joined the military as a part of trying to find myself you know and just wanting to get away and go back to school for free, but, <laughs> but, um, just wanting to, you know, just get away, and just find myself, and take a step back, and it's crazy how our, our stories are actually similar, so that's, you know, how I met, uh, my husband at the time, and then, you know, had my daughter, and, you know, I just went on a whole different path, but, you know, it sounds kind of corny, but, I mean, you always find your way back home, right, so it was in 20, 19 I was deployed out in California for training and um you know then I see uh big time wrestling was out there their training center their dojo or whatever was out there um and so I have thought about getting back in the ring again and I thought about training again but you know I wasn't really I wasn't really sold on it if that makes sense um but yeah it was the point I was like you know what I'm way out here in California like let me take some bombs, let me hit the ropes and just see how I feel. And uh shout out to this guy named Ricardo. Um love him. He kind of really dusted me off. Like uh I talked to him about what I went through and we had um several training sessions while I was there and it just like brought that spark back just being in the ring and working with him and learning things and um that's what made me go like yeah I I want to get back into this. Like I, I still know what I'm doing. Like, and I'm, you know, more than interested in, um, rebuilding myself, you know, and getting back out there again. And, you know, like I said before, just proving everybody wrong, you know, coming back for everything they said I couldn't have. And just being that big middle finger to everybody who did me wrong. Like, look, I'm still doing this and I'm going to surpass you, you know, and I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do, no matter what. Um, so, yeah, it was at that time I decided to go back to wrestling. And then um, I found Elevate Pro after I got stationed here down south. Um, and they really brought me back to life over there. Like, I'll forever be grateful for them. Um, so, yeah, I had one of my first matches back, actually, with Dale Springs. <laughs> and it was really good. And that's the match that really made me, and it brought my smile back. You know, if that makes sense. It really brought my smile back. And 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's my story, my whole story. <laughs> no, I'm, and ever since then, I've been, you know, busy, just booked and busy, even in spite of the pandemic. So I've, I've been blessed. I mean, I, and like I said, like I saw your story and I was like, yo, I, I definitely want to listen because this is one of those things where it's like, you know, somebody's out there and they're going to hear your story. They're going to find inspiration and they're going to like, they're going to, they're going to blossom. And they're going to be like, I can do this. I can come back from this. And, you know, some, someone out there is just going to be hyped. And I, I definitely, like I said, I, just listening to your story and just kind of understanding that you're coming back from something like massive, right? I was like, you know, like this, and even for someone like me, right, this is something that's going to help drive me, stupid Mike, it's going to drive me into uh, the next to the next level so I definitely you know I, I appreciate that you're able to come on here and just talk to us about like what was going on and and what what's going on with you yeah no thanks for having me and then it's like it was hard to talk about it still kind of is sometimes but it's like you said like I just keep that in my mind like I'm sharing this not for me but you know for other people you know what I mean so well and I don't it's gonna be crazy so this would be the first time that I actually share this probably not the last but it will be the first time. So you are not alone in the aspect of being assaulted. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause there was a night where someone had slipped some stuff into my drink and like, I just didn't wake up. And uh, it was like, I lost like six hours of my life. I had no idea what happened. Um, yeah. It was intimidating. And like, just even like talking about it was it's, it's still like, I mean, yeah. More yeah like, it's it's hard yeah it's it's hard and it's like you're nervous about like who's gonna come like talk to you about whatever and it, it is what it is now people are gonna hear this and gonna know that you're not you're you know I share the same story it's weird because like I don't want to say it's weird it's it's crazy that this was like something that was supposed to happen our paths were supposed to cross because um Lou knows about it I've talked to Lou like numerous times about my story but um yeah I mean lit, we both like I was in a backyard wrestling promotion back in 2003 2004 up all the way until like 2006 before I joined the military and I left because something happened <laughs> and then yeah. you're, you're right you find yourself back home and this is ever since I found myself in the ring like I said like I truly like I, I feel like I'm back where I belong and it's like yeah growing into it it's definitely it's it's awesome so and then it's like as traumatic and as horrible as that was at the same time it's like you know that feeling where you get to where you've always wanted to be or even, you know, even being on the way up there, you know, when things are just going good, it's like, this is great. Like, yeah, I've been through hell and back, but I came back and I freaking killed it. You know what I mean? So take that and like, you know, just, I don't know. I'm trying to put it into words, but like, don't let it break you, you know? And I know it's easier said than done. And it definitely takes time. It takes help. It takes therapy. It takes a lot of counseling. It took me a lot of counseling, but you have to rebuild yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely on board. Trust me when we will talk more stories about this because yeah. I'm, we're now like, yeah, but yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> try to turn this over to something <laughs> new, um, but I mean, this is kind of it. We're kind of wrapping things up. So my thing for you now is all I need you to do is tell our listeners and our viewers where they can find you. Um, okay. So don't find me at home because that's creepy. 
Um, oh that's <laughs> terrible. No packages either. No letters. Nothing. Yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah, we'll talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously. So I'm on Facebook under my fan page at Amber Rodriguez. Um, I'm on Twitter at Amber One Rodriguez, and I'm on Instagram at Lorena Renegada. I'm not spelling that right now. Um, and then you guys can come and check out Renegade Wrestling Revolution out in Houston, Texas. Um, that's going to be this Thursday. I'm going to be facing Christy James. Um, what else do I got going on? I've got Mission Pro making my debut there. Um, you know, since Thunder Rosa took it over, it's just been just this empowering, empowering, empowering place to be. Um, but yeah, I'm debu- debuting there against Genocide. Um, and then I'm making my DCCW debut December 12th. I'll be wrestling Catalina Perez for the first time. So it's going to be interesting. Um, so yeah. Bet. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to end up pushing this and rushing this out this week. So that way everybody can hear it because I totally had (laughs) plans for this, but it is what it is now. I will definitely make sure this is on the top of the list. Um, (laughs) but that is the Three Count Podcast presents now entering the ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, here with Luda Franchise, a.k.a. Prime Rib. So with it being now entering the ring, this is the Renegade Queen, Amber Rodriguez. Tune into the next episode and be there or be somewhere else. <laughs> What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.